Welcome back, everybody. It's been a little while. Been a little while. We've had some, had a few things going on. We weren't able to really get a podcast episode out here. Uh, what's been new with you, Kendall? Oh, not a whole lot. Yeah, where, where did all of our podcast equipment go? Well, funny story. <laughs> I don't know if it's very funny or not. Not so funny of a story. No. No, the podcast equipment that, that we had... Went up in flames, man. I'm sorry. It did. So it's my fault. Technically, it's not my fault. <laughs> no. But, yeah, the podcast equipment is no longer... Well, the the old podcast equipment's no longer. You've had a heck of a week. Like, uh, let's see, started Sunday morning? <laughs> yeah. Sunday morning. Saturday. Last, last Sunday, a week ago from yesterday. Yeah. Well, we could rewind it back. You had a heck of a good bull riding event. Sounds oh, like you was, guys killed you know, it. You go from your highest highs to your lowest lows, you know? Yeah. That's why I like to stay right down the middle. Yeah, you know? that's good advice. We did on uh, last Saturday, we had that Stetson Wright invitational bull riding. And I went down to that and was involved somewhat with with all of that. And... uh the plan was to go to the event and then get a hotel in Beaver and then come home Sunday morning. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what you did. You you, you <laughs> got did. the you got the hotel and we you did. stayed the night, but yeah. you didn't sleep very good. No, so everybody knows by now, maybe maybe those listeners that are in Ukraine and across <laughs> the world <laughs> might, yeah. might not know. No. But if you're uh if your friends or follow us at all you you're aware my house burnt to the ground last Sunday. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Yeah, it's something you never think would happen to you. Yeah. Um, but it did. It It's pretty. So we were down at that event last Saturday night. Um, got to our hotel in Beaver. Um, stayed the night in Beaver. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, I got a call from... Sean Kerr, who's actually our bishop. Right. And I didn't recognize his number, believe it or not. I didn't have his number on my phone, so I ignored it. Well, he's a new bishop, too. Yeah, yeah, he'd been in there for about a week. <laughs> oh, gosh. And he calls, and, it, and I didn't recognize the number. It's 3 in the morning. And I'm thinking it's some kind of spam. Somebody's calling me. And so I ignore it, and I start looking through my phone to see if I texted that number at, at some point in time to figure out who it was. And as I'm doing that, he calls Casey who she, she had his number programmed and seen it with Sean. And so she wakes up kind of groggy, disoriented, and says, hello. And Sean says, Casey, are you home? And she says, you know, not, 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 she wasn't all there because she still oh, yeah. just woke up. She says, yeah, yeah, well, I'm home. He's like, you're home? Where, where are you at? Where, where, where are you at? Because he's, at this point in time, he, he's like one of the first on the scene. Yeah. He's standing outside my house, and it's just blazing, like engulfed in flames. And so, Casey, and he's heading for the bedroom window at this point. Yeah, because, he's like, when when Casey says that she's home, and he's like, 
panicking. And, Thinking and then she's inside. And then she she kind of comes to and she's like, no, 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 no. I'm not home. I'm not home. And he's like, what about Kendon? Where, where's Kendon and the kids? And she's like, they're with me. We're, we're in Beaver. And she's like, why? What's going on? Is my house on fire? Like, she kind of, like, made light. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. Your house is on fire. And he's like, she's like, you're kidding. And at just that point, it was just. A I blur? Mean, it was. I mean, that's like your worst nightmare. Yeah. You know, at least it was mine. And What goes through your mind? Like, when, when he says your house on fire. I could hear him on the phone as I was laying next to Casey. And he said that. And. And the feeling that I felt in my gut is something that I can't even describe. I mean, it was, it was shock. It was shock and it was unbelief. I mean, disbelief. It was yeah. just unbelievable and sickness probably just like. And then Casey was, I mean, she, her state of shock was just immense. I mean, it was kind of ironic because her mom and dad went down, they were down to the event with us and they were actually staying in the adjoining hotel room. So Casey, you know, got up out of bed and knocked on the door and her mom answered the door and she's like, it's gone, mom. My house is gone. It's all gone. And Kay, Kay, her mom, my mother-in-law, was like, what do you mean? She's like, it's all gone. My house is on fire. It's gone. And looking back at that night, like it was kind of a blessing that, that we had that support system in the next room over. Yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, because it was, it was, and then from that point on the rest of that night, I mean, obviously we <laughs> didn't go back to sleep. I mean, it was a sleepless night from there on out. Cause so we're sitting there thinking, you know, and, and as we sat in that hotel room, of course I've got my wife and all four of my kids in that room with me and we're in shock and disbelief. And, and then it hits me like, okay. The house is, sounds like it's gone, like it's going to be gone. But my kids and my wife are here. Yeah. Um, and, and it just, it just struck me that, you know, that, that, that is what's most important. Um, I, I don't want to get too sappy, man. I've been sappy all <laughs> freaking, freaking week. You've cried dealing, enough tears. Dealing with this. Holy cow. I've been, oh, it's been, it's, it's been, a lot. Well, it's it just a it's just a moment of probably I would assume like instant realization of what's important because yeah. you're thinking to yourself everything's gone and then look around and realize everything's everything's there. still here everything's here yeah that's so so that that kind of what that's kind of the the emotions that went on early on in the morning and of course as as the day progresses I mean it just the thoughts that go through your head of of, is this really happening? Am I living a nightmare? Is this really true? And, you know, I get a call. Well, you called me later on that morning. Well, we called you to go yeah. check on, because we had a dog. Our dog was home. Yeah. And well, Casey called my wife, and I, I just remember waking up, and it was like, I'm not like an early morning person, but when she called, I was awake like that, like snapped my fingers, like her voice. Like, I could hear her voice, and I was like, this for real. Like, and I just woke up, and I remember uh, your wife said something like, it's on fire, it's on fire. And my wife's like, how bad? And I just remember going around, because I was up, I was like on my feet. And I, I, I run around, look out the blinds, and I could see your house from my house. 
course, it's a long ways. You don't just see it, right? But I could see the flames from my house. And I just looked at my wife. I was like, it's bad. You know, let's go. You know, and so she hopped up. I hopped up, and we just took off. And I just remember coming around the corner thinking, holy cow. You know, you we got to the, let's it be like the uh, movie theater. Got the movie theater turned there, and you just see, like, it, it had already opened up the roof, basically, burned straight through the roof, and it was just blazes, you know, straight up in the air. I just remember coming around the corner and getting out and walking over there and just going, what the heck just happened, you know? <coughs> but, I mean, Aaron was there. <coughs> Let's see. Uh, Aaron was there, and Sean was there, and Sean got your truck out of the way, and Aaron and them would push the – they pushed the side by side out of the way. Really, the only thing that they couldn't get out of the way was the trailer at that point, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it got most of the stuff out of the way, and uh, you know, I I talked to Corey, and Corey was just you know sick about it, and uh, he was like, "They're gone, right?" And I was like, "Yeah, they're gone," and he was sick about it. I mean, it was just like everybody was sick about it. Dre was uh, it's Dre, right? Andrea. Yeah, Andrea. Andrea Poor was Dre. there, and she was. She was all sick about it. She was, the the whole morning, she was walking around looking for your dog, you know. Like, she was all concerned. And, uh, I mean, everybody was concerned, you know. And it's like I was, everybody that was there was like, well, they're they're gone. And I says, uh, hopefully they stay gone for a little bit. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I just kept thinking. Like, don't come home. Right. Don't come home as as hard as it is as easy as it is for me to say that, and I'm sure as hard as it was for you to not come straight home when you heard your house was on fire at three o'clock in the morning. What do you What are you gonna do? There's nothing to come home to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> you can't. I mean, come home and just watch it, you know. And and thinking about it, I mean, I've had a week now to kind of di- digest things, but yeah, we weren't home. So who knows what would have happened? Yeah. Who knows if 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 maybe maybe I would have got whatever started the thing on fire out. Maybe I would have been able to, you know, save the place. Maybe not. Maybe maybe my kids would have been trapped in the basement. And I wouldn't have been able to get to them. And yeah, and, or you know what I mean. Um, and another huge thing is, is I get thinking is my kids weren't there <clears throat> to stand out on the street, you know, and watch watch it. it. Yeah, you, you know, have that. that. Yeah, have that for the rest of their lives. Stick with them, you know. I mean, it's traumatic enough to go home when we got home and, and look at it, but to actually watch it burning. Yeah. Well, um, well, I think it was Ron because uh, somebody somebody mentioned that Ron Peterson was came up, you know, was p- part of looking at everything, and somebody had said something to that effect, like, "Oh, you know, it's too bad somebody wasn't here to put it out," you know. And Ron, I looked over and he said, "You know, the last." And and I could I could be wrong on my numbers, but basically what I remember him saying, and it could be wrong, but basically was, look, the last four of these fires I've been to have been fatalities. He was like, it isn't even worth asking the question if you could have done something for even one person to possibly have not made it, you know? Right. He's like, I've been to four now that have been fatalities. And he said, one of them, the guy made it right to the door and died at the door. You know, because of smoke. It's like a fire doesn't kill you, it's a smoke. Right. He basically, like, it's not even worth asking the question if there is at least a percentage of a possibility that one person doesn't make it. 
it's not worth it. It's not even worth a question, you know? And well, I thought, well, that kind of hit home. Like, yeah, like, that's true. Like, it's not worth the question. It's not. All the ifs, ands, and, you know, what could have been. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It is what it is. And, um, gosh, I don't even know where to, to go with this story. I, I guess we could, I mean, I was told, yeah, not, not to rush home, you know. Yeah. The, the fire marshal and Ron, Ron yeah. Peterson, um, he was going to come and assess the damage and I'd have to fill out, you know, the whole report kind of a thing at about 11 o'clock that morning. So, I mean, we weren't in a huge hurry at that point. We knew what had happened. I hadn't seen any pictures. I refused to see. Yeah, I, I haven't asked you. You want me to send you something? No, no, I don't want to see I don't need it. to see pictures. No, I don't want to see I'm like, okay, perfect. I won't even worry about it so we woke up that next morning i mean we didn't we didn't mean casey we didn't sleep the rest of the morning but we got the kids up and and their reaction is kind of interesting too you know <laughs> cody cody my oldest she she was obviously in shambles i mean she was pretty upset she, she realized she's what? 11 years old i mean she's at the age where she knows and understands and, and it was hard she her. has she connections was, with things yes and briggs briggs was somewhat that way but the two young ones, Quay and, and Reg. Reg Reg didn't ever wake up, but Quay woke up and kinda got on clued on to what was going on and we told him that the house had burnt down and and his first response was, Well, I guess I'm going commando to school. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. That's I'm exactly. going commando to school. <laughs> and it was, oh, it, oh my gosh. It was funny. I mean I I remember like gosh dang it. <laughs> I wish I could have the same response kind of a thing. Like it was, oh. it was a weird and then driving home that morning we're all in the truck and we stopped at a gas station to get fuel and, and Briggs bought we got him a Slurpee and he's in the truck and he's he dribbled drizzled drizzled some of that that Slurpee on his oh, shirt yeah. and Casey's like, Briggs, you can't spill on your clothes. That is the only shirt you have. Oh <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a crazy thought. It literally, it was a total loss. There was, there's, yeah. there's, there's nothing in that place. Well, if a flame didn't get it, the smoke did. Yeah. I, I didn't. And re- then the water, and then the water that was yeah. dumped on the place, there was two feet of water standing. I mean, you've seen that. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, in that basement, there was, I mean, it was. I didn't realize, well, in, I've had multiple people tell me, even on a small fire, and, and, and a small fire, it's worse, right? Like on a small fire, the water damage is what finishes off the house, you know? But, I mean, even in this situation, like you said, there's two feet of water in the basement. And then everything inside of there just, like, penetrated with smoke. Like, the smoke is just embedded yep. in everything that's there. Yeah. You know? It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. It's it's still crazy to think about. I mean, I it, I've been down there rummaging through some of the stuff and... Like you say, everything's just, it's either burnt or so smoky you, you can't even, I mean, yeah, it's not. How are you going to wash it or yeah, clean it or you can't get that out of it? I so, mean, as we, we made it home, right? Yeah. Like yeah. noon, like noon, and you were there. I, this, this I'm going to get emotional, man, because... <laughs> When we pulled up to the the house and seen it for the first time, 
I uh, I noticed the house obviously, but but then my attention was focused on the people, like the firefighters, you, uh, Cameron was there, Aaron was there. I mean, all these people that I just there wasn't nobody. I mean, there was. I mean, all these local guys, these local firefighters. I know almost all of them. I know. I know everybody. Everybody. I'm connect. We're all connected in this small little community. Yeah. And gosh, it just. It was. It was. The love that was just poured out upon us just instantly when we got there. Um, it was something that I can't even begin to describe. Um. And I knew at that point, I'm like, I don't know. I knew that we were, things were going to be okay. People, people in this community are unbelievable. And until you get on this side of the thing, on the receiving end, like, like I have been this week, you don't fully understand. Like we know, you know, that yeah. this community is good. And, and, and maybe you've had things happen to where you've seen some of it, but on a scale this big, I I never realized just how loving and how giving and how selfless these people around here are. I mean, it's it's been something something to witness. Um, so we <laughs> we looked at the damages, looked them over when we first got there. It was funny because the street was just lined with cars. <laughs> it's yeah. like everybody everybody was waiting. <clears throat> For our arrival home. You know, I'll just jump in for me. What's funny is, I kid you not, like, uh, there was a space of time, right, when I said, don't come home, right? There's a space of time when, like, everybody was there, and then all of a sudden, it, it sort of was put out, but, like, there was a time we were all waiting for kind of Ron to show up, and there were some moments, but it was like, I don't know how it happened, but honestly, like, 15 minutes before you showed up, everybody else showed up. Really? I'm serious. Like, I mean, there was people there, but it was like, it was so funny how it just worked out. Like, all of a sudden, everybody showed up, and then I look over and I see Kendon pulling the Kubota, <laughs> the Kubota trailer, you know, the little side-by-side uh, on the road. And I was like, oh, boy, here comes Kendon. And I was kind of, I was kind of like, I was kind of sick for you because I knew you hadn't seen it, you know? And I was like, oh, like I I I I just felt like sick for you to have to like go through it. Does that make sense? Like I knew you hadn't seen it, and I just thought, oh man, like he's got to he's got to come here and see this. And I just thought, oh, here he comes. And I, honestly, I'm put in my stomach. I was like, oh, can he just take a circle? You know, like <laughs> maybe he could delay this a little longer and take a circle. Like it'd be a good idea, just a minute, a minute longer, because I just felt so bad for you. That's a hard thing to witness too. Like your friends and and like that they're hurting for you, and you yeah. know that you'd be hurting for them too if they were in your shoes. And it's just all this. Yeah, it just it's just painful. It's <sighs> painful to have to see your best buddy go through something so ridiculous. <laughs> Like that just doesn't happen to people, right? But it's happening right now to your buddy. And and what do you do? What do you say? Like besides for man, I, I love you and I'm sorry, right? You know, but it is amazing. Like a, like just going back, people are just good. Like well, let's get into that because here's what happened. After we walked through the house, you know, for I don't know, fifteen twenty minutes, however long it was. Like I t- was saying, the street was lined with people from 
my ward and my and the town there and the and and my community. And we walked through, got you know, got back on the sidewalk and was kind of looking at it. And they grabbed Casey and by the arms and and myself and said, "Hey, we got you. Come look what we have for you." Yeah. And I kid you not, four doors down the street, there was a house, a good-sized home, that had a basement apartment that had come available just that week. And for whatever reason, the landlords had had like 20 applicants applied to, you know, to live in this basement apartment. Housing in Ephraim is tough to find. Yeah, especially a rental. Especially a rental. And this, for whatever reason, the landlords of this, this apartment are had denied or, or they didn't, they didn't approve the applications of these other people. Cause they just had a feeling that they just wanted to, and they hadn't made a decision. They yet. hadn't made a decision on any of this. And yeah. they had some good people apply. Yeah. And they just felt like they needed to wait a little longer before they could make a decision. Wasn't it kind of right. a thing like, oh, I just don't feel right yet. Like let's wait till Monday. Right. Well, the, if I remember right here, like, Oh, let's just wait till Monday till <laughs> we make a decision. And, and I'll be darned if, you know, they just didn't open their arm to us and said, Hey, Gotcha. We got we got this place, and we walked up the street, and the ward had gone in there, and completely furnished it. I mean, they had couches, they had beds, they had a kitchen table, they had food in the cupboards, food stocked, the fridge stocked. Yeah, I couldn't even believe it. the The little butter tray had butter in it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think even in the bathroom, the cupboards were full of like medicine. Like, I mean, ibuprofen, Tylenol, like, you had but un- every... But understand the time frame we're dealing with. I mean, these people found out, most of these people found out in church at 9 o'clock Sunday morning Yeah, that we had had this fire. And I guess it was announced over the pulpit, the bishop announced what had happened, and that, you know, during ward council that morning, they had put together a list of things that, you know, they thought that we would need necessities, and basically asked the ward, hey... There's a list hanging on during sacrament meeting at nine o'clock. They said there's a list hanging on the bishop's door. If you can go out there and help with any of those necessities, go ahead and go. Go put your name by it. And they said by the end of sacrament meeting at ten o'clock or whatever, that list was all but full. The whole thing. Yeah. So during sacrament meeting, I don't know if people were texting. I don't know what was going on, but so so they get out of sacrament meeting, you know, or church at say roughly eleven o'clock. 10, 30, 11 o'clock, we roll into town about 11, 30, noon, and all this had come together. I mean, I kid you not, that place was... Yeah, I watched it. There were there were people that uh, pulled up that house and just walking in and out with stuff. Couches, beds, uh, sheets, pillow top, and pillows. I mean, you name it, just the whole thing, the whole place was just lined up with people. Uh, phone calls and texts and what do they need? What sizes, you know, what can we do? What, what, you know, all day long, I think phones just nonstop. What can we do? What could we do? What can we do? You know? And sure enough, just like you say, from honestly, it felt like nine o'clock to right before you showed up, which is maybe part of the reason why people were just showing up. Honestly, I bet they finished it up 15 minutes before you got there. And I mean, that thing was stocked. Oh my! How amazing is that? It's still like all, all that still sinking into me. Just how miraculous and how blessed. I mean, I, I kid you not. My kids are living in the same neighborhood. Their, their buddies are still right there. <laughs> four houses. I mean, four houses up. 
I don't know how many people out there, are, you know, believe in a higher power or whatnot, but if you don't, that's great. And I don't, I don't, I don't judge in any way, but I'm just going to tell you right now, there is a God <laughs> and he knows us all. Right. And, and he shows his love a lot of times through the actions of others. Yeah. And just take it from me, from my experience. And, and I, I have a hard time expressing myself and describing it, but I know without question, man, that, that, that he's there and that he's, he's looking out for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm sure there've been people that have had hardships and trials and maybe have felt abandoned. And I don't, I don't know what to say on, on some of those deals, but and you know, as far as this experience for me, I, I don't know. I have a hard time describing it, but I just. Yeah, man, for sure. For sure. Well, and, and you guys have been amazing because, uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to receive sometimes, you know, it's tough to receive things from people. And, uh, well, you, you, you know, you live your whole life, at least <clears throat> I know we've been raised and, and I've tried to live to where we're self-sustaining. Yeah. You know? Self-reliant. Self-reliant. Don't, don't need no help. We, we want to be the guys that, yeah. that can give. I want to be the help. Yeah. You know, I think, I think, I mean, you're that way. And I think most everybody tries to be that way. Yeah. But in this situation, I mean, I had, I mean, everything taken out right from underneath me. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, you become just so reliant on people. Yeah. There's nothing. I mean, I just, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's been. Well, and how cool. So how cool for your ward, you know, like this experience is tragic and sucks. But like how cool for your ward to be able to have this experience to build, to unify as a ward even. You know, and, and and to have the opportunity to teach their kids, there's a great opportunity to teach their kids to give and to and to show how how the Savior works and how our church works and service right. and all the things that really matter and really make you feel good. Like he, this was a great opportunity for them to take advantage of, and man, they did. And that's one thing that that I've really had to probably learn through all this is I can't deny people those blessings. Right. You know, it's a blessing to be able to give to somebody that's in need. Yeah, like is. you receive blessings by by being that way, and and I I know I can't withhold those blessings from people as as hard as it is sometimes when you know this person that you know I know <clears throat> there's several people that have given to me that are in bad shape. <laughs> I just I know yeah they don't have they don't have that that money to donate or those clothes, you know, and they do. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I was, uh, I'm sure this will mess me up a little bit too, but I hope Sean's all right with it. But uh, <laughs> as we were walking up to your place, I'd, I'd kind of step back and I thought, oh, there was plenty of people in the basement. So I thought I'll just kind of step back and let. You're let, talking the new place when yeah, you got moved in too? So when we were walking up to your new place. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll step back. Like, let's let his ward take him in. I'd seen it, and I knew there was plenty of people down there. So I thought, I'll just, I'll let him s suck this in and enjoy it. You know, 
this is this is great for him. But I'm just gonna stay back. And as I was walking, kind of behind you a little bit, uh, old Sean walks up to me and and uh, I says, "Man, you guys are amazing." You know, I says, "You guys are amazing. I can't believe you guys pulled this off. This is awesome." You know, I was just kind of talking to him, and he and he looks at me and he says, opens his hand, and there's a there's like a gold dollar or whatever you want to call it, silver dollar. And uh, he said, yeah, man, he's like, but honestly, like, this is a blessing to us to give the, op- to have the opportunity to teach and to, to, to serve Kendon and his family. And he says, my daughter gave me this this morning. And she, and she said, uh, maybe it was his son, uh, forgive me, but said, uh, here, dad, uh, this is for Kendon. He's going to need some money. And she said, uh, she said something like, here, I even got him the big one, you know, <laughs> and gave it to him. And, you know, he was all choked up about it too, you know, because she, she obviously had knows what she's doing and she's willing to give her big one. It's 50 cents or a dollar, you know, coin. But <clears throat> I thought, what a great opportunity in such a tragic event. You know, there's there's so many silver linings, I guess, or or blessings, like small miracles and blessings and things that just lined up that when you look at it, hindsight, you're like, Wow. Right? I mean sure. Hindsight being twenty twenty, all the things that worked out for you. Oh it's amazing. At this point, like the the tragedy of losing the home and stuff. I mean, it's it's there and it's it's sad, but like when I get emotional, it's not about the house. It's not about the tragedy of losing the of, of the material things. I get emotional when I talk about people. Yeah, you know, and I talk about this side of it because well, you told me that <laughs> the minute you well, the minute I first gave you a hug, I said, "Man, I am so sorry." I guess I didn't know what to say. I just hurt for you, and I just didn't know what to say besides for I'm sorry. And I remember you'd said, I'm not, <clears throat> you said, <clears throat> excuse me, you said, Crane, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sad about the house. He's like, I'm emotional, emotionable, emotionable, I'm emotional <laughs> about all the people. He's like, and I remember you said, like, look around you, man. Like this, the, I'm, I'm over the, the house sucks, but like, I'm emotional because of all these people, you know? I just wish I could, t- I could give everybody. <clears throat> the thanks that they they deserve and how I what I really feel because that's hard to really oh man I I just got so much gratitude like yeah there's so much to be grateful for and and I uh, I just hope so that you know to pay it, pay it back and you know in in whatever small ways I can but in big ways as well but. <clears throat> Well, people want to help good people, and you're good people. Oh, I, people love helping. Good I don't know people. if I'm that deserving, but you know, my <laughs> wife and kids sure are, and and yeah. they've been taken care of. I, I mean, they've been. My kids have thought it's like Christmas. My little ones, this year, I mean, this week they've been, <laughs> yeah, toys showing up to the door every day, and clothing, and <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I told them in church that <clears throat> turns out I'm a stressful eater. <laughs> when I get stressed, I eat, and I've been well fed this week <laughs> with all the people dropping off meals. Oh god! But 
some of the some of the best part of being a member of the church. Them home fed meals from everybody. That's pretty good stuff. You know, it's there's so many cool things to take from this this deal. I I probably should should mention the story of Casey's wedding ring. Just, oh yeah, just make a quick mention that because it was kind of a neat deal, a neat thing. So she she left her wedding ring in the house in the jewelry box in our bedroom, and in the corner of the bedroom where it was, I mean, there was just a pile of ashes, you know, a pile of debris two feet deep. Well, my brother, or sorry, not my brother, my boy called me that morning, and uh, Casey was in the background, and he says, hey, Dad, can you see to the floor, or is the floor, the, is the floor still up? And I says, bud, the floor just torched all because yeah. so in the kitchen area or in, half the in home the main, half the home yeah so from half the home was pretty much burnt all the way to the yeah the, the basement the floor burned through and it burned right down in the basement and then the yeah. other half and and i and he says well what about the bedrooms and i thought no i think i'm i says i'm pretty sure the bedrooms are still there but and he says the well, floor to the bedroom the, yeah sorry the floor to the bedrooms are still there and and uh i i must have been on speakerphone you know because then i I could hear your your wife was uh, kind of, you know, she was emotional. This is the morning of. Yeah. Uh, you're still there, and I hear her kind of crying because she's talking to your mom, or her mom, sorry, and talking about how her ring was in the corner, you know, and I could hear her. She was pretty beat up. Like, she was really super sad because she had taken her ring off when she goes on these on a trip because she doesn't want to lose it. Right. So she had taken her ring off, and... Anyways, from then on, I, I, I knew how important that ring was to her Right from that moment because she literally, like, so that's the one thing that she was thinking about and kind of had told Hudson to call me to see if at least the floor was still there, you know, right. or if that had burned all the way to the ground. Right. Yep. And so the floor was there. But, I mean, you got to think all the walls are burnt. The the roof the roof has yep. has burnt I mean it burnt the whole roof and all that has just fallen in. Yep. I mean plywood shingles trusses and so, I mean everything has just come down on top of that floor and like a two feet of ash. Yeah, there was least roughly easy. like just burnt ash. Yep. Yep. But but I knew this corner of the bedroom where that jewelry box was at. I knew roughly it had to be there. Something. I mean, it would be in that area. Yeah. And so. I started sifting. I mean, I, I kind of made like a two foot by two foot square. That was going to kind of be my search area. And I started shoveling that debris and putting it in a bucket. And then I'd take the bucket and throw it into a wagon outside my window. And, and I'd get that wagon full. And I'd, I'd pull it up to the new apartment and find a shady spot to sit and <laughs> sift through the ash. My mom come up and she was up here the one day and, and she sat with me there. And I had a screen from my basement window that I had laid out that I'd put, you know, a handful of ash at a time and kind of sift through it. And my mom was helping me there for a couple hours the first day. And day one went by and I sifted through, I don't know, a wagon or two, you know, a handful at a time, sifting through it. And I'd found a couple bracelets and a couple earrings, you know, bigger earrings and and no no ring, no nothing, no sign of a ring. And day two came, this is like Tuesday. I got a few hours and I had time I went up there and looked again and 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 my my point in all this was I was trying Casey's birthday was Friday <laughs> the, the, the the Friday that was coming up and yeah. I hadn't bought a gift <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So well, we learned va- like va- uh, Mother's Day. That's a that's a no go. But maybe birthdays are different. So, yeah. <laughs> so so rather than trying to go out and buy something for, her, I just thought this might mean more if I can find this ring. I'll just spend my time doing this and and man, I'd try. I mean, I probably and I mean, I'd pro- I was probably eight or ten hours into sifting. Yeah. And hadn't found it, and so I went back in there, and I had it. You know, in this two foot by two foot area, I had dug down to the to the floor and I just thought, well, I guess I'll widen my search area a little bit. And, but before I did that, I just, I knelt down right there and I said a prayer and I just said, heavenly father, just help me. I said, I know, I know it's silly probably in the whole scheme of things, but it'll mean something to, to Casey and, you know, just help me out in this one thing. And, and as if he hasn't already done enough for me, you know, he's blessed me in so many other ways, but I uh I just wanted I I really wanted to yeah to to brighten Casey's day in some way right and so I said that prayer and and maybe dug another couple five gallon bucket pulls of debris and put them in my wagon toted the wagon up to the new apartment got sat down on my little bench that I'd been sitting at for the you know previous two days and and just as getting ready to take a handful out and and start sifting and as I reached down in there, there it was, sitting right on top of the pile. <laughs> that little that little ring and it 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 had broke. The band had broke. A chunk of the band was, was missing. But the diamond Because it was gold, so it would have yeah, melted. The diamond and the and the little diamonds that are on the side of it. She had a couple three diamonds on each side. They were all still there. <laughs> and I just thought well, I mean, this probably this probably was ten minutes after I'd said the prayer, <laughs> and it struck me. I thought, why, why the crap? Why do we <laughs> wait? I thought, why did <laughs> I pray? Two, why didn't I pray two days ago? <laughs> well, bro, in the work, then you had to go through two days of suffering to realize how good it'd be when you said that prayer, you know. But I mean, just oh, how crazy is that, you know? Well, and she talked about that ring. I'm telling you, like she called that morning and she had talked about that ring a few times and how. how Sad, and I think they were even talking about ways of like making a replica because yeah. that's how deeply she cared about that. Well, and, that, and there's not very many things. Like, when you, okay, think about if your house started on fire, crane. Like, what what in here can't be replaced? I mean, what what really? Yeah. There's things in here that mean a lot, I'm sure, but there's very few things that are just like yeah, deep, meaningful things. Yeah, you know, to her, this ring was, was her thing. Yep. To me, the, I mean, I lost. Mission journals, you know uh, things, and 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 that I'd wrote down that I I used to read a little bit and to kind of help bring to memory a lot of those experiences I had on my mission. That that was one of the I bigger ones to me. Of, I didn't think about that. I forgot about you know. It. But there's not very many things that we have that are like that. Yeah, and and it's true. So, I mean, most everything everything can be replaced, but there's a few things that really can't be. Yeah. Um. So it was sure fun though that that Friday when it was her birthday. You know, we were all over at Granny's house, and and I gave it to her, and and uh, it was it was a cool experience. Was this bef- you gave it to her before Clay's uh, rendition yeah, of no- Clay Clay Clay? <laughs> oh my gosh! I wish I wish uh, we could have televised this performance, Clay <laughs> Brady Crank, your brother-in-law, oh, yeah. Clay, and and Casey's cousin Clay, him and uh, and Dave, Dave, they made a. Heck of a play of the hunchback in Notre Dame, Notre Dame, but 
Hey, ten that's out of ten. No, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother podcast. That whole. I liked your comment about it. He, you said I've been to I've been to nine or ten snow college plays, and I, I think this one hit it oh, out of the park. It was ten <laughs> times better than any of them. But that yeah, we gave I gave her that ring just before that performance, and it was it was your fun and. Yeah, that was cool. <clears throat> I don't know. I really just I don't know what else to say about the deal, but you know we're we're okay. Yeah, you know my family's. We're we're good. I mean, yeah. we've been just just gathered under the wings of so many people, and and you know, I was talking to Rick, my father in law, and he kind of said, you know, he lives up up in the city. He says, if my house was to burn down up here or up there in the city, he says, I would have people from my ward, you know, offer me meals and 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 do what they could to take care of me. But I he says I would have nothing in comparison to what you've been given yeah. here with the people. And I believe that. He's a, he, I mean, up, you got to think, some people up there, they, they have a neighbor. They don't they, even know. They don't even know, you know? Yeah, that's true. I, I just think it's it's such a blessing. We, I mean, rural America. There's not room for anybody else down here. But if you <laughs> <laughs> don't move down here, it's no good. But, like, mm-hmm. there's other places you could go that would be really nice to It's be. just so funny how, how <laughs> interconnected we all are. I mean, yeah, like when when somebody's bleeding, man, everybody bleeds with you, you know. Well, and you know, you've said some pretty some things that hit home to me, you know. Like one thing you say, you know, re- relationships matter. You know, like if I could teach my kids one thing in life, like okay, not one thing, but one of the most important things that I found, yeah, treating people decent and building relationships, being a good person and building good, meaningful relationships, yeah will do more for you than anything else. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, you, you told me that, and I thought, you know, he's, he's, he's right. In, in, all, in all reality, that's, that's, what, that's what life's about. That's what matters. Yeah. yeah. When it comes down to brass taxes, that's, those are the people that have your back. You know, those are the people that are there for you, you know. Like those, uh, so you have good relationships you have their back, they have your back, and you just feel good. You feel safe. You know, I know I've I've, I've probably done things to people that have offended them or, you know, maybe haven't always been as kind as I, I should have been in some cases to people. But but I think that's a, a pretty good model to live your life by, just being kind yeah, and being decent. You don't yeah. have to be overly sappy and lovey like, I'm tending to be nowadays, but <laughs> <laughs> just be just being a good person. Yeah, you know it it it, it pays off, and and boy, I <clears throat> I can say I don't know that I'm des- as de- so deserving of of all what I've been given through this with the community and with the people here, but but I tell you what, like when I get a chance to pay it back, I'm I, 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 in any way, shape, or form, I sure I'm going to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So what's your next steps? What are you doing next? You guys start build again? What's I don't know. We're kind of in that phase right now, dealing with insurance adjusters and. Isn't this the hard part though? This is like, like, you, 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 you're past the stuff, kind of right. Like the stuff gone, you know that, and, you know, insurance is starting to be to where at least you understand what's happening. But now it's like a waiting game. Yeah, I like think that's the to me that would be like the killer. 
it's just a long drawn out process. And I, I mean, it's just a bunch of paper pushing and, and things like that. They get, and I, and, and my insurance has been great to deal with, um, thus far, you know, I, you hear horror stories of things like this and, 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 and the whole dealings with the insurance and sure. I've not experienced any of that at up to this point That's and good. I hope I don't. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, yeah, it'll be a while. It'll be, I'm, I'm sure we're going to be, but we talked about a lot of things. We talked about my metal shed still has a piece of metal <laughs> that's not finished <laughs> because, uh, Kenan didn't finish it for me. Like Kenan's a go getter. He's ready to build a house. And, uh, it's like a waiting game. Like that's yeah. hard to like, you ha- almost have to have some patience. Yeah, you do. Yeah. It's, it's hard. That's hard to I, come <clears throat> I want to get going. Like, I mean, we've been yeah. talking about things and plans that I might have to do with whatever. And like, I'm just like, I just want to get, get it going. Cause yeah. I, but you can't, you got to wait. You just can't, and you can't, and you can't rush the process. I mean, I don't know the process, but I'm sure like, this is not a process you want to rush and miss a step. Right, this you can't. A, yeah, you can't. You don't want to go faster. Corners. Yeah, you don't want to go faster and needs to be gone because you, you know, don't want to paint make, yourself into a corner, kind of, and, and yeah. kind of get in a bad spot. So, yeah, you just need to be patient, and that's hard. It is, and and it'll it'll all work out. I yeah, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about it all. <laughs> You know, that's I, the way to be. Though. We've been on this such a spiritual high this last week, and and it's good. Um, but at the same point, I'm just a little bit, especially dealing with insurance. I just, it just, it's hard. It makes you a little nervous. Yeah, it's scary. What? Well, it's not something you deal with on a daily basis. It's not anybody really deals with on a daily basis when it comes to your house burning down. So who do you go to for advice? You know, it's not, it's not like you got a ton of people that's got some good information for you. Yeah. I Every, will say this though. I, I am not the first person to have a home burned down. I realize that. And, yeah. And I've, I've, I've leaned on a couple people I know that have had catastrophes like this. And it goes back once again to, to people being good. Like they want to help. Yeah. Like they want to see, they want to see you get put back together. Yeah. I mean, I made a call to a buddy of mine. Who uh, whose home burnt down about fifteen years ago, and I mean it was ten o'clock at night when I called him just because that's when I finally have a minute after kids are to bed and after we get kind of settled down to talk to somebody about something like this. And he picks up the phone and said, "Hey, whenever, man, call me. What I'm here for you. Like I, I'll, I'll help you however I can." And yeah, that's cool. And people are like that. Yeah, people are just so dang good. Yeah, man. I th- I think people just want to help. It's funny. You know, and this is going to sound kind of stupid too, but like with all the political BS that we've had in our lives lately, it seems like, right? Biden this, gas prices this, you know, all the tension and the hatred I feel like that's in the world. Like uh, I come to feel, and just from this experience, I, I get the feeling that the noise we hear is not the majority but it's the minority. It's not. There are so many good people it, out there waiting for an opportunity Yeah. to be good. That, to that, that America that gets painted out on the news that this is the country we live in, it's not the country no. I'm living in. No. I'll tell you that right now. That's that's not where I'm living, and that's not what I'm witnessing. Yep. yep. I mean, I know it's there. I know there's division, and I know there's, 
but they're, but again that that noise I, I really start to feel like like that's the minority they may be the squeaky wheel but that's only one of the four wheels yep. there's three other wheels that are just patiently being quiet doing the good things and i think the majority of americans and people like like we are see that yeah. and realize that but sometimes it feels like it's not cuz all you get is the squeak <laughs> I know. Quit you know? listening to. I, I even I even had to quit listening to Tucker Carlson of all people. <laughs> you know, I, I I just it just. But this is a perfect example and a reminder to anybody that's been near this situation that hey, good people are here, like they're here just quietly waiting for their opportunity to be good, to do good things. Boy, I'll I'll, I'll preach that up and down. That is so true. Great you know. people. Yeah. Great people. Yeah, man. You know, and uh, you know, and 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 to be able to have the opportunity to to serve, and sometimes it seems tough to find opportunities to serve, but man, they're there, and it doesn't yeah. have to be a house burning down. You know what I mean? It can be. Uh, this is gonna sound kind of crazy, but uh, I, my bishop, uh, played some video about a. A lady that had uh, got a disease, and she basically couldn't function. Her, her legs wouldn't function, you know. And for, and th- this is still going on as of the video that was there. But basically, uh, the elders' quorum or the guys in the ward got together, and two of them go to her house every single night to help lift her into bed because she can't get into bed. And so for seven years, for seven years they had been doing it, you know. And for the first six months, there was a lot of complaining and. Oh, you know, sort of this is a burden type deal until it became a blessing, you know, and then they all, anyways, it it turned from a burden to a blessing, but there's opportunities to serve everywhere. There are. Just having the right attitude at it, you know, that's the hardest part sometimes. And sometimes it's just simple. Yeah. It's just as simple as just, just, just saying a nice word to somebody, remembering somebody's name and just yeah. asking how they are. I mean, I mean, try just, I mean, I know I am. Obviously, I'm trying to be better myself <laughs> after witnessing what I've gone through. But I mean, it's it's not hard to be a good person and and to to spread a little bit of love. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. It's it's uh, we live in a great place. But we sure do. But this is this, that's just like small communities, you know. That's I say. I think that's what when you think about it, that's what the majority of our nation is. I mean, yeah, there's. There's cities that are so concentrated and dense with people and a population, but I mean, for the most part, I mean, there's a lot of small communities like what we live in. Yeah, that make it all up and and like I was reflecting back to like even just like Fayette, you know, I I always go back to Fayette because everybody knew everybody, and uh, some people thought, oh, that's a bad thing. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's business. Well, if your business is good, you got no problem. That's right, <laughs> but. If you if you got a leaky roof, like fifteen guys show up to help fix your roof, you know, guys show up, the ladies show up with you know drinks and sandwiches, and and half time the ladies are on the roof with the guys, you know. But it's like uh, it just seemed like everybody waved everybody, everybody knew everybody, everybody sort of knew what you were struggling with and tried to help. Yep, you know. And I, and I, <clears throat> I want to just say this too. You know, we talk a lot about the church and about the ward, and we've had this conversation on a previous podcast about people in the church 
some are good, some are bad, and people without of the church that might, you know, yeah. do whatever, some are good, some are bad. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to make people think that, I mean, the war. You have to be in the church to be a good person. Right. Yeah, that's and that, not and, the case. And I, I've, I've, I've had, I can't even begin to describe how many great people there are yeah. that, that don't believe necessarily what we believe and. And boy, I love those people just as much. Oh, amen. And I'm so, I'm just as grateful for for all those guys. Yeah. And gals. <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty of those same type of people that <laughs> to some degree, I know when I call them, you know, I know exactly what the response is going to be when I get stuck. I'll be right over, you yep. know. Like uh I've got plenty of those friends that are just dang good people. But it is amazing like like the church the, the organization organization of it all, how fast they were able to put into play a plan. And I mean, I mean, that's, that's, that's what the church is, man. That's what the church is for is it's, it's for that. Yeah. I mean, it's not for people <clears throat> that are perfect to go and, no. and, and glow and be that way. That's not what the church is. The church is, is Dude, the church is a hospital. It is. This is a hospital where sick people go. Yep. I, I'm a first tell you, I'm a sick person that I go there to be healed. You know, if I was perfect, I guess I wouldn't need to be there. That's right. But I sure as heck ain't. But, but that's exactly what the, the purpose of it is. And I've, I've witnessed it firsthand that, and boy, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. But you're right. It, it's, uh, you know, it you is get some, what I'm saying. It though, is something it to know. Like it's not there. There <clears> is <throat> plenty of good people out there and it, you would hate to basically lump, any good person just into the church. Right, and that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I wanted to say with that. Yeah, yep. There are plenty both sides of the fences, and I'm sure you've seen, just with your little deal, plenty from both sides of the fences, just oh my doing anything and everything they possibly can to help. I love them all. I love, I mean, I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. Oh, I didn't... Gosh, you got, You're lovey-dovey <clears throat> this God, week. It's, it's kind of embarrassing, man. Like, get, get so... <laughs> Well, I think we were down in your basement. I'm horrible because we was down in your basement, and you even you even acknowledged it when I was when I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave you." Your family was there, and I'm like, "Me and Brady, let's get out of here. Let's let these guys be." And I think I gave you one last hug and said, "Man, I love you, man." And you, he's, you're like, "I know you don't deal with trauma very well, so if you want to give a joke or two now, this is, <laughs> this is always, a good time to do it." That's always been your way, man, of dealing with. <laughs> and I thought I've been trying to hold off on jokes this whole time. All right, so. <laughs> I'm doing my best. I'll I'll leave today alone, but tomorrow you're getting all of them. Well, so. then and then the next day, so you always call me, <laughs> and when when I pick up when I or when I call you, you always call me Smokey. Yeah, what's up, Smokey? <laughs> and you said that the next the day after. I Not called, even I called you. You said, "Hey, what's going on, Smokey?" I said, "What what kind of joke is that, man?" <laughs> and I thought, "Oh man." <laughs> I didn't even make it a day. I, said, I didn't even realize it. I just made fun that's, of it. That's Crane's way of dealing with it, I guess. Oh, God. I can't help it. That's funny. It's like in my blood. I got to be making fun of somebody. or It's probably some <laughs> some trauma somewhere, you know. <laughs> I don't deal with it well, so I make jokes about it. How late we getting here, man? I, I Oh, pretty late. That was, that was about an hour, man. That was perfect. I think, though, uh, to end on a... Uh, well, we can end however we want, but I had to give a little plug here. I saw the other day a YouTube channel of uh, Bridger and Ethan about uh, 
the draft pick. So so your boy does a little YouTube channel, Briga Briga Doomsday. Yeah. And Hudson Huddy Boy, you know, has they do these little channels that are kind of funny to watch. You know, they doing all these clips. Yeah. But I thought it was funny because old uh, uh, Bridger and Ethan had a. <laughs> it was like a talking sports one. And I, and I was like, oh, I got to watch this. And it was funny. They were both sitting there. And I kid you not, they were talking about the draft picks. And I had no idea. Like, <laughs> How old are they? Uh, what are they, 12? 12 12-year-old. 12 turning 12? Like, and, and I was like, these kids know more about sports than I ever will. Like, like, it was amazing. They, like, had their picks. They, like, had what they were good at and if they made a good pick or a bad pick. And I was like, man, uh... I'm gonna have to listen to these guys if I <laughs> if I ever do a fantasy team. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, get sir. with one of these guys to figure me out, you know, because I don't have a clue compared to them. Well, that's that funny that for is, you. Give some funny. of these young kids some plugs. They 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 make some pretty oh, yeah. good videos. They they're gonna need to start plugging plugging us, man. Because yeah, for they, sure, they got a lot more subscribers and followers. They got more views, got. likes, and thumbs up than we'll ever have. That's but right. Old Huddy boy, he's always doing it, and Briggs is always there. They're always doing some. Some yeah, video, fun to watch. <laughs> throwing yeah, rocks. At you. I think funny because half the time I think they don't realize they're being videoed. So you got kids throwing rocks at other. Kids. It's literally like the <laughs> stuff we used to do, but they're like incriminating themselves on video. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he just push him? Like, did he just push him down that hill? Like, he got that on video. You know, like, Briggs, get I don't over do here. It. I don't do it. I don't do it. Like, we just it's recorded. It's like, on YouTube. It's on YouTube, man. Like, you can't. Oh, better edit that a little closer next time. Oh, I'd have been in so much trouble if I had any of these type of videos or social medias when I was younger. I got away with a lot, but anyways, people are good. It's yep. good to have good friends and good people surround you. You guys are in a house, in a basement apartment, set up good for a little bit. Yep. You're yep. good. We'll be all right. You'll be all right. You got lots of blessings, and that's awesome, and gave other people lots of opportunities <coughs> to be blessed, and well, that's awesome. Yeah, I... I hope so. I hope, I hope it it goes throughout the community and some of these experiences stick with people because, what 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 a way to, yeah, to have to do. I mean to yeah to have to learn those lessons. Yeah, let's not do it again yeah. with somebody else's right. house. Let's let's good. Let's learn from this and <laughs> let's let's try to figure another way to get those blessings. <laughs> I hear you, man. Well, it's been good. We got our podcast stuff back. Hopefully, we. We've we'll got some good more plans. Consistent. Yeah. Get some more people on. Yep. And uh get some more of these out. So we're Anyways, back in business. So back in business and we're rocking and rolling. You guys uh take it easy and stay classy out there, fellas. Peace out. See ya. <laughs>